get into the preaching time now this this evening. And we're going to be primarily in Psalm 119, in a passage here in Psalm 119, um, and verses 113 through 120. And um, this particular passage of Psalm 119 here has to do with our minds, um, our thought life, the battle for our minds thought life. Now, uh, for our young people, if you were at our uh, teen activity in January, I mentioned this passage for a few minutes, but I got a, we got a, an expanded an expanded message on it here tonight. So, or just a few minutes, but I'm looking forward to this one here. But um, so let me um, let me go ahead and start off just by reading Psalm 119, 113 through 120. <clears throat> says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. Let's go ahead and pray, then we'll get into the message. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity now to look to your word. Thank you for this passage of scripture and, and uh, for the whole of your word. We pray that you would help us now to listen and to learn. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit and help me to... Say what you have me to say, and uh, Lord, we love you. We pray that you teach us now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so we're going to look at what this past year has to say regarding our thought life and our the, the battle for our mind. And uh, we definitely, as, as, as Christians, we want to use our minds for the Lord. There is a battle going on in our minds. Um, before we get into this passage here, um, by way of introduction, I mean, a couple things that should be mentioned is... Um, in order to uh, apply this, one, um, we must have the right mind. The Bible talks about in Romans 8 and 1 Corinthians 2 and other places about uh, being spiritually minded, having the right mind. That is um, uh, referring to salvation, where a change must occur. We are naturally in the wrong mind. The Bible tells us naturally, you know, we are in a, a carnal mind. A fleshly mind. We're apart from God. And, um, and so salvation, though, is a change that occurs. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about in John 3, Christ said, you must be born again. Um, there's, 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 a, there's a change that occurs at salvation. And that, uh, part of that change is in our mind. We're turned from a carnal mind to, to a spiritual mind. The Bible even says that we can have the mind of Christ. Um, and through through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, and so initially, um, in order to apply this, one you have to be sure that you have that that mind of Christ, that that you have been born again, that you have um, trusted in Christ for salvation, and then you have you have that new nature, that new mind that Christ will change your mind. And the Bible talks a lot about our minds, our thoughts. Sometimes the word heart is used for mind, heart and mind are used interchangeably. 
Um, looking at Proverbs chapter 4, a, a, a well-known passage here regarding our, our hearts that could be applied towards our minds as well. Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. We need to protect our hearts. Is what this is talking about. Keep the heart with all diligence. We can certainly apply that to our minds. Protecting our minds. And this passage here, this psalm, has a lot to do with that. Has a lot to do with protecting our minds and understanding things that affect our minds and our thought life and how we can have right thoughts, right minds. How we can win that battle of our of our of our thought life. Thinking what's right. Because it is a constant battle. Um, let's look back at Psalm 119, verse 113. That first verse that we read. He says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Vain thoughts. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. This is an incredible verse right here. This is a pretty incredible passage here. The psalm says here that he hates vain thoughts, but he loves God's law. Vain thoughts. Do you hate vain thoughts? Thoughts that are empty, thoughts that are um, worthless, thoughts that are that are that are evil, thoughts that are wrong. This is something that you hate. Um, you could apply that, I think, all the way down to having thoughts that are just useless. You know, just kind of a waste of time, mindless mindlessness as it is. Uh, this is something that psalmist says, I hate vain thoughts. But in contrast, um, he loves God's law. Now, um, Psalms 94.11 tells us that man's thoughts are vain. Let me read that verse to you here. Psalm 94, verse 11. It says, The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity. The thoughts of man are vanity. What is this talking about here? Okay, so we have this contrast here between vain thoughts... In God's law, what is, this con- what, what is this contrast? What is this talking about here? Well, this is basically, what this is talking about is any thought that has its origin with man rather than God is vanity. It's useless. It's pointless. If it's something that is against the word of God, if it's something that is sinful, you know, something that originates from man, man's idea apart from God, it's vain. It's vanity. It's worthless. Not worth thinking about. In fact, you should go as far as hating it. Um, man's thoughts are sinful. We have sinful thoughts. At least I don't know about anyone else here, but I, at times, have had a sinful thought. <laughs> it happens uh, uh, quite often throughout the day, actually. But uh, man's thoughts are sinful, but the more we love God, the more we love God's words, the more we will hate vain thoughts. Um, Lustful, idle, fearful, doubtful, worthless, empty, wasteful, prideful, selfish, disagreeing with God's word, impure, anything that originates from man instead of God, those are vain thoughts. You should hate those thoughts. And so if you hate vain thoughts, um, we're not gonna we're not gonna allow them to 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 have residence in our mind, as it were. You're not gonna dwell on them. You're not gonna think about them. There's times where the, the vain thoughts, the, the wrong thoughts, the, you know, either whether they're sinful or just useless or empty or whatever it may be, they're going to they're gonna enter your mind. They're going to be there. 
But when they hit, when, you, when they enter your mind, is your attitude, oh, man, I hate that. I shouldn't be thinking about that. What would God rather me think about, about that? And, um, and do you turn from that? You know, do you hate vain thoughts? Um, you can apply this to uh, salvation. Let me read you Isaiah 55, verse 7. Isaiah 55, 7 here. <clears throat> it says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Oftentimes, man's thoughts can... Uh, can lead him to a, a, a false salvation, a false gospel, as it, as it were. When it comes to salvation, when it comes to the matter of your eternal destiny, of, uh, you know, of, of, of what's going to happen to you on Judgment Day after you die, forsake your own thoughts. Ignore whatever you think might be true or not. And what does God say? What does God's Word say? You know, hate vain thoughts, but love God's law. God's, God's thoughts are preeminent. That same passage in Isaiah 55, verse 8 says, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's thoughts are preeminent. They're the highest. They're, and God's thoughts are recorded for us in his word. Um, we have the mind of Christ in His Word. God's is God's Word. We look to God's words for guidance, strength, and direction, not man's thoughts. The Book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is all about this. Okay, the Book of Proverbs fourteen twelve, I believe it is. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, don't follow your ways. That's the whole theme of the Book of Proverbs. Your ways bad. God's ways good. You know, hate vain thoughts. Love God's Word. This is the idea of this verse here. Hate vain thoughts. Look to God's word for guidance directions, not your thoughts. I, I may have told my kids once or twice, especially my little boys, when you have an idea and you think it's a really good idea, before you do anything, stop and tell yourself, this is a bad idea. And then think about it a little bit. No, because I have to do that to myself a little every day. But anyways, so sometimes... That might be a good practice, you know, when you have a thought, think about it first. Like, wait a minute, is this a bad idea? Is this in agreement with God's word? And will, will, is this a vain thought that I should be hating, or is this something in agreement with God's word? Love God's word, hate vain thoughts. Make God's word your focus, your priority. Love God's word. Love God's word. Something that you love, you will you will spend time with. You will learn about. You will get to know. You know that's 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 loving God's law, loving God's word. Beware, in general, beware of what you're thinking about, as far as like hating vain thoughts. Don't let sinful or idle thoughts have rule in your mind. And you know there's a lot of scripture we can look to for this, and we will look at some other scriptures as we go through this. But think of uh, Philippians chapter four. You know, think on those things. Without, you know, whatsoever is true, and, and there's a big list there that I have memorized. But when you're standing up here, you just can't quote scripture. It just doesn't work. But, um, but uh, you know, uh, hating vain thoughts, part of that is, is, is not letting those, those thoughts have rule in your mind. Hating them when they, when they, when they come into, into, into your mind. And oftentimes when the Bible talks about 
about hate, um, you know, hate and love. Hate and love in our, in our culture, we associate that with emotion. But in God's word, usually hate and love are not are apart from emotion. They're, they're actions. They're something. So hate is something that is, you know, the Bible talks a lot about God hating the wicked. Like, you know, wait a minute, but God is love. How does God hate someone? When we associate hate, you know, when we hate someone, you know, it's, we, we, we get angry at them, you know, we, we, it's full of emotion. But oftentimes the idea of hate in the scripture is, is where you're against, you're against something, or you don't, there's a separation there, there's, there's something that um, you can't, you can't have a, a relationship with, you can't, there's something there that is, that has caused a disconnect, um, and that's the, the vain thoughts, you know, you should be against these vain thoughts, it's something that, uh, that you should not let in your life. Um, look at the next verse, verse 114, it says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope and I hope in thy word. So, second principle here that will help us with our thought life is understanding the character of God. So first, if you're going to have a good thought life, a good mind as a Christian, you've got to hate vain thoughts, love God's word. Verse 114 here, understand the character of God. So look at what the psalmist is doing here. It says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Understand that you can go to God for protection. He can be your hiding place and your shield. He wants to protect you. He wants to protect you from, from vain thoughts, from wicked thoughts. He wants to protect you from others. He wants to protect you from, uh, from sin, from yourself, from, from danger. We can go to God for protection. This is a big deal when it comes to the thought life. I've seen people get really messed up in their minds because they can't go to God for protection. Not because they can't, maybe the better word is they won't. They won't. They misunderstand the character of God where they think God is against them because they're sinners. And so, and so they, they don't go to God for help. That will mess up your mind. Don't be that way. Like the psalmist here says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. When you have problems, go to God. God wants to help you with that. Even if your problem is is, uh, you know, some big sin that you've done, and, and it's your fault, and you've really messed up, go to God. Go to God. He wants to be your help. He wants to be there for you. You can hope in God's word. And that, of course, the second part of that, I hope in thy word, that, of course, will go a long way to helping your mind, your thought life, hoping in God's word. God's words were written for our comfort, First Thessalonians 4 tells us. You go to God's word for hope, for help. That is something that can strengthen your mind, that can help your mind, that can keep your thoughts right and give you, give you help and hope and protection. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Let me read that verse to you here. Proverbs 30, verse, verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. God is our shield. God's word will be our shield. We can go to God's word. It will protect us as we obey it, as we apply its principles to our life. It will protect us. We can go to God for protection. Know that God's word will come to pass. Know that what God's word says about God is true and will always be true. You've got to hope in God's word. That goes right along with understanding the character of God. If God's word says something about God, that's true. Believe it. Hope in it. God's not going to change. That's, you can go to God. Okay, verse 115, third principle here regarding 
help for our thoughts, our mind. 115 says, Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Be separated from sinners. Depart from me, ye evildoers. Um, this will go a long way to helping your mind, to help you think right. You will begin to think like the people you are around the most. That will happen. So be careful who you are, who you are around, who you allow to influence your mind. Be careful who you allow to influence your mind. Um, I found that a good principle um, in agreement with Scripture is uh, you simply do your best to obey God's Word, to do what you know what is right, and then find out who is there with you trying to do that too. And that should be who your friends are. That should be who you spend time around. Don't, don't make the friends, that your companions, the priority. Make God's Word your priority. And see who else around you is also doing the same thing. Depart from evildoers. Focus on obeying God. So depart from evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. If you allow companions or other people around you um, influence you to stop keeping God's word, to stop keeping God's commandments, that's going to mess your mind up. You're going to have problems. You're going to make wrong decisions. You're going to you're going to uh, not think right. So, hate vain thoughts. Uh, understand the character of God. Be separated from sinners. Now look at uh, verses 116, 117 here. It says, Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Okay. Trust in God's word. Fourth uh, principle here. Trust in God's word. That first part of verse 116 is, Uphold me according to thy word. God will uphold us and keep us from falling into sinful thoughts. If we go to him, if we trust him, uphold me according to thy word. Okay, so what do I mean by, by trusting God's word? What is this talking about here? Uphold me according to thy word that I may live. Um, if you will pattern your life in agreement with God's word, this is according to God's word, if, you're li- if you will strive to obey God's word. That's what this comes down to, basically, is obeying God's word, reading God's word, applying it to your life, patterning your life after God's word, then God will help you to stay in the way of life. He says, uphold me according to thy word that I may live. Let me not be ashamed of my hope. Trust in God's word. Know God's word. Be faithful to read and obey God's word, and you will not be ashamed. Of course, this is this is a big deal when it comes to our minds. Of course, is knowing God's word. Be in God's word. Memorize it. Read it. Study it every day. Be in God's word. This is a very important part of this. Um, <clears throat> the, op- the Bible talks about um, how the opposite of a pure thought life is death. Again, I mentioned the book of Proverbs. You could think in Proverbs 11. Uh, 19, Proverbs 12, 28, Proverbs 14, 12. We mentioned that one in Proverbs chapter 7. Um, it talks about, basically, there's, there's a way of life and there's a way of death. And if you want to stay in that way of life, you know, that you may live, as verse 116 says, live in agreement to God's word. Try to obey God's word. Be faithful to it. Trust in God's word. Verse 117 says, Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Trust in God, and he will keep us safe. 
the safest place to be, spiritually speaking, is in obedience to God. When you're walking in obedience to God, that will keep you safe. Obedience to God's word will keep you safe. It will keep your mind safe. It will keep you physically safe, spiritually safe. It will, there is so much protection in just obeying God's word. And uh, the last part of verse 117 says, I will have respect unto thy statutes. Hold thou me up and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. This is a common theme brought out in Psalm 119, is having respect to God's word. Having respect to God's word. And this is um, goes along with the next point too here, where having respect to God's word, that is, if God's word says that something will happen, that there are consequences for things. You know, if, there, if God's word says there are, there are rewards for the righteous, then there will be rewards for the righteous. You need to respect that. God's word says there are consequences for sin, for doing wrong. You need to respect that. You need to understand that will happen. Um, have respect into God's word. And um, along those lines, look at verse 18, 118 through 120 here. It says, Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. For their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. Okay, the, kind of the last um, principle here from these passages. To keep your thought life on track, to help your mind. Principles to help your mind here is be aware of God's judgment on the disobedient. This is a recurring theme against those who choose their own way or uh, after vain thoughts, as it were, is God's judgment on the disobedient. Think about it. This is a tremendous deterrent against continuing in sinful thoughts. You're going to be judged for that. You're going to be judged for what you do. Matthew chapter 5. Christ uh, pulled out at at least two of the Ten Commandments where he said that man is going to be judged specifically on the thoughts of his heart and not just his actions. He talked about that in relation to murder and in relation to adultery. That if you, if you hate someone without a cause, you're guilty of murder. That's a thought. If you lust after someone, you're guilty of adultery. That's a thought. God knows your thoughts. God sees your thoughts. We want to honor God. We want to follow God. We, we want to show God our love through Him by obeying Him. And that has to include your thought life. And um, God hates a, a hypocritical life. Verse 118, rather, Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. For their deceit is falsehood. Deceit, falsehood, that's another thing throughout Psalm 119, kind of a contrast that's, that's given there. God hates deceit. God hates falsehood. God hates a hypocritical life. Jesus taught much on that against the Pharisees, how the outside, they make the outside to look nice and to look great and to look clean. And they, you know, and they preach and they pray. And in public, they all look great. But the inside, they were filthy. You know, they, and that, is, that oftentimes, um, I think, it is, is easy for a Christian to fall into is uh, you can look great on the outside, but how is the thought life on the inside? How, are you full of deceit and falsehood? Do you dwell on things you shouldn't dwell on? 
when you are when you are um, alone and you have those opportunities to to dwell on those sinful thoughts and and and, uh, and you know maybe maybe you don't act on them maybe you don't act on them quite yet but um, the, uh, the the Bible is clear that those those sins will come out I think uh, brother Mitch last Sunday Psalm 19 you talked about uh, you had a word dormant sins can't remember what it was covered sins covers yes those 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 sins will will uh, you don't want to give them the opportunity to expose themselves so don't think about them don't let them live in your life don't have a hypocritical life where you have these thoughts these vain thoughts that you allow to live in your mind in secret but on the outside you seek to cover them up that that will uh, that will have consequences that will have consequences. If you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, you need to think like one. You need to have a pure mind. You need to strive for a pure mind. Love God's Word. Um, and along with that, remember what our wickedness deserves. Remember what these verses are talking about here. It says, Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee. I am afraid of thy judgments. Okay, now for the Christian, of course, for the Christian, someone who has put their trust in Christ, Christ has already paid the penalty for your sin. Of course, he's already died on the cross for your sin. And anyone who simply trusts in Christ, that, that payment is applied to you. You don't have to die you know, uh, an eternal separation from God. But there are still consequences for sin. And you need to remember, you know, part of this is remembering what Christ went through on the cross. And how he was judged for us. And it was because of our sin that he was judged. That he had to go through that suffering. Remember what your sinful thoughts deserve. Does your flesh tremble for the fear of God? Verse 120 says, my flesh trembleth for fear of thee. Do you tremble in the fear of God? All these things go hand in hand. We should love God. We should know God. We should have this close relationship with Him and this walk with Him. But there is a part of God that you should tremble in fear over. That's not a bad thing. It's the part of God that judges sin, the holiness of God, that, that is his, his wrath that is poured out on sin. There is wrath that was poured out on the Lord Jesus Christ for us. We should live in the fear of God. That's not a bad thing. God will judge sin in the Christian's life. The Bible talks about that. Um, now, of course, we can never lose our salvation. Christ paid for it completely, all of our sin. But God will still judge sin in the Christian's life, even to the point of death. David is a great illustration of this. David let his thought life got, get mixed up at one point. It led to a, a, sin, um, a sin occurring that, that totally ruined his life. And um, if David would have had some more trembling for fear of God, that would have kept him pure. Would have kept him pure. Think about that. Apply that to your life as well. Is there some secret sin, some vain thought that you allow to be in your life, and you are you are living a life of deceit and falsehood, where everything is great on the outside, but inside you have these thoughts that you dwell on. Um, be careful. Be very careful. Those, 
your flesh will act on those given the opportunity. James chapter 1 talks about that very clearly. Um, About the process of, of thoughts becoming lust and lust becoming sin. All it needs is the right opportunity if those thoughts are there. But be careful. This goes along with understanding God's character and who He is. And um, so, some principles here tonight uh, regarding our minds, our thought life from this passage in Psalm 119. Understand uh, the superiority of God's words to man's thoughts. Hate vain thoughts, but love God's word. Understand the character of God and that you can go to Him for help. Be separated from sinners. Trust in God's word and be aware of God's judgment on the disobedient. Have a fear of have a fear of the Lord, and uh, Lord willing, these thoughts, will, these uh, principles here will help protect your mind, help you to love the Lord with all of our mind. That is the Christian's goal, as Christ taught in Matthew 22. You know, it's in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. We are to love the Lord God with all of our minds. We are to love God with all of our minds, and these principles here will help help you do that. It'll help you to love the Lord. It will help you as the Bible tells us to have a willing mind to serve God, to have a ready mind to hear God's word, to have a humble mind, to use our minds for the Lord, and to have the perfect peace that comes from a mind stayed on God. That's the goal for the Christian with your mind, to have those things. And so, do you have these principles in your life? We should seek to pursue them. And most importantly, do you have spiritual mind to begin with? Are you still lost in your sin? Do you have... Or are you still in that carnal mind? All right. With heads bowed and eyes closed, we'll go ahead and go into the time of invitation here.